Representative Duran, it is, well, you're the first politician that we've had on the Power Driven Podcast, so this is going to be really fun and interesting, and there's so many people that reach out to us, and and they, they find inspiration from the episodes that we do and the stories behind them, and you have a very unique story, and I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today, hearing about your journey, you know, from way back when to now and a lot of the lessons that we're going to be able to pull out of this so really excited to have you on today and and be able to chat with you well thank you so much for the opportunity to share my story and um, it's important that others out there who are listening that maybe don't um, have a support system or maybe feel like they're all alone um, that they're out there to know that they're not alone that was one of the one of the guests that we had on was telling us about his decision to leave a career that he had and transition into what was a hobby or really a passion for him and he he took the jump and one of the things that he mentioned and it stuck with me was I didn't feel like I had a support network around me when I did it I didn't feel like I knew other people who had done what what I was attempting to do and so I was lost and it took me a you know a really long time to be able to find that sort of network and recently I had seen some things that you're involved in, you know, in the state of Colorado with different issues and, and things that are very close to you. And I wanted to just kind of turn the mic over to you and have you tell us, you know, a bit about your background and your story prior to where you are today. What what helped form you or, or kind of get you on this journey and why are these issues so important to you? Sure. I think um, to go back a few years, I'm a domestic violence survivor, and I say survivor. I was a victim at one time, and now I'm a survivor and a homeless single mom. And I think for me, I always call it my journey uh, to hell and back. I was a young woman, I had a young son, and you know, married to who I thought was you know, someone I was gonna spend the rest of my life with. And unfortunately, that relationship turned into something very toxic, something that I hadn't ever been exposed to or aware of. So long story short of it was one night I was sitting there, literally, he had come home drunk, angry at me for I don't know what. My uh, little boy was in his crib crying because he heard his father yelling at me. I was literally having a nervous breakdown. And at that moment, I realized I was responsible for my son right? It's okay if somebody wanted to abuse me, but then somebody wanting to abuse my son. So I think the moment he said, if you don't shut him up, I'm going to have to go in there. Um, I knew I had to do something. His way of intimidating me when the physical and the verbal didn't work was to always pull out a gun that he had. That was his threatening way with me. And when he said that that night, I knew that either I was going to kill him in protecting my son or vice versa. Bottom line was my son would either end up without a mother and in foster care, and I didn't want that. And what I decided I needed to do was there isn't any way he was going to let me out of that house. He wasn't going to let let me and our son walk out that door. So I had a plan. That moment, a plan came to my head, and that was call his best friend, get his best friend to, to get him out of the house, which is what I did. He got him out of the house, and I recall either seeing a commercial or something at the time, a 1-800 number to call for domestic uh, abuse. And that's what I did. And they connected me with a safe house that was there in the city I was living in. And I always had a bag pack with cash, keys, 
diaper bag, everything I needed. Every day I was ready to run in a second's uh, notice. So they came and they picked me up and I left with my son, a diaper bag and a small little suitcase for myself. And I went to a safe house for battered women. And at that point, uh, when I was there, that was the first time in years that I actually was able to sleep. I didn't have to worry that somebody was going to wake me up, that somebody was going to fight with me, that I was going to have to be ready to run out that door. And that's when my journey from hell and back ended in one way. Started up in another way, of course, but that's where I got the help I needed. They had offered counseling, which I needed to have because I had become an enabler. And um, they kind of helped me and connected me to all the different organizations that I needed to be able to, you know, get divorced, to be able to um, try to find a place to live for the resources that I needed to provide for my son. Um, while I was there, they only allowed you to stay a couple weeks. They allowed me to stay a little bit longer. That was through a lot of convincing and pleading, but they did. While I was there, I had met um, a, a young woman who same situation as mine, didn't have any kids, but she did have an apartment. So she had offered, it was a one bedroom apartment and she had said, look, I don't have much, but I do have a couch you can stay on and sleep on, you and your son. And I took her up on that. That's where we stayed um, until I found, I worked two jobs, one during the day and one at night and um, with a support system from my family who had no idea, to be honest with you, of what was going on until the day I left and got help. Um, that's kind of where my journey began of creating a life, a positive life and a path uh, with our son. I also knew at that moment, I didn't know how, I didn't know when, I didn't know where, but I knew that if I was ever, ever in a place to be able to make a difference in someone's life who was in a situation like myself as a domestic uh, violence survivor, that I would be a voice a voice for them that didn't happen right away there's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of parts of of that story it's, it's very powerful and I think you know like you I think of having a voice right and, mm -hmm. and being a storyteller in a way and I think of how many people are out there in situations that they end up in where it's not like a definitive moment where they say this is what I want this is what I want to do you sort of get stuck in it whether it's a job a career personal life stuff and I wanted to go back to the moment before you made the decision that you were going to step out of that was it something where you just intuitively knew I need to make this move right now or did you have to go through a thought process? Because I think a lot of people out there listening are thinking, I know I'm in a bad situation. I know I'm mm -hmm. in a dead-end career. I know I'm not happy. But there, there's that moment right before the action. Mm -hmm. What was that particular? Was it just clear you knew this is what you had to do? I think when you are in a situation like I was in, and you, know, you, you, you believe that you are responsible. You're responsible for somebody treating you the way that they are, talking to you the way that they do, um, and frankly, hitting you, right? Um, for me, it was something that I, because I felt like I was in a silo, I couldn't talk to anybody, I couldn't share this with anybody. In my family, no one, friends, nobody. I was in this alone. 
and because I felt that weight on my shoulders that I was in this alone and that I was raised to believe that once you got married you stayed married forever for good for bad so I was trying to make it work but for me it was that moment that night I told you about and shared with you that I was sitting there he was angry our son was crying in the other room and I really I really am grateful for having my son because that was the instrument at that moment that said enough is enough I don't know how I'm gonna do it I don't have the money to do it I don't know where to go but I'm gonna do it at that moment I just knew I had to it was a matter of survival and a matter of showing my son that there was a better life and that we could break that cycle of abuse that's that's, that's a part of this where I think so many people can get stuck because we think, well, I need to have a plan. I need to know step A through Z, how I'm going to do it. And a lot of life isn't like that, no matter what kind of topic that we're discussing. I've found, you know, personally, I can have the greatest of plans, but then mm-hmm. life happens and you get thrown a curveball. And, and I think if, if you know, for what I'm pulling from your story is that the most important part was to step out and make the decision it wasn't necessarily you knew every step along the way and knew where money was coming in and knew what kind of job you were going to have you just knew I had to make this decision and I made it and I think that's okay it's something that we don't hear a lot of in the entrepreneurial world or in you know our personal world or just you know in general is that and just Mm -hmm. not necessarily figuring out on the fly but some things you have to as long as you know a direction to go Right, and that's how life is with so many things. I mean, even your best laid plans, things happen, right? A wrench gets thrown in it. So for me and for a lot of women that I saw coming in and out of that shelter and that would come in would end up going back because they didn't have a plan. They didn't have a plan to either where was I going to go, how was I going to make ends meet. Um, and for me, those were things that, would, that they will come. The plan is to get out. The plan is to save yourself, save your life most of the time. So, you know, life is that way. It was that way for me. I knew I had to get out. I was going to, I would worry about the other stuff later. I knew I had a safe place to go. They could come pick me up. My son and I could be there safely. And they would help me figure out and navigate the plan from there and I just took one step at a time I'm not gonna I'm gonna be honest with you it wasn't easy there were moments that I thought oh my gosh what am I gonna do I've got a son to worry about I have a son to raise and provide for but then I thought wow compared to what we've been through and what we've seen this is a piece of cake at least he has the love of his mother a secure place to be and a safe place to be and that's all that mattered the rest like I said the rest would come just through the process what you just mentioned it reminds me of my own process at you know one point deciding hey I want to I want to be my own boss I want to make my mark in the world and and do it and I had talked with a lot of people beforehand and some people had done it and had been very successful and were able to do something that they loved and then other people did it and then went back to what they were doing and I always wondered what separated 
what separated the two because their stories are very similar. They're not they're not very different. A lot of them started with no money. It was just an mm-hmm. idea and a hope. And I think channeling or focusing in on what separates it, and it's almost it's intense. It has to be intense. It can't be something where you think, well. I might want to do this, but if it doesn't work out, I'm just going to go back to what I was doing. So what you were just describing is echoed in so many other conversations and parts of the business world, the motorsports world, the sports world, and the commitment and the decision that these people make to empower themselves. And it's it's black and white. There is no gray. You just you do it or, or you don't. And, you know, I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, I'm talking to a representative and to go from that to where you are you've obviously you know made decisions or had a direction that you wanted to go how how do you how did you bridge the gap between where your story started and where you're at right now where you're you know in a state at the highest forms of policy and influence and listening to people how did those two things become connected i think um you used a key word a little bit ago and that was hope right we all have hope we have hope for a better life we have hope to make a difference we have hope to make change we have hope to in some small way that we are contributing in a positive way in this world and for me i've always had that hope that hope that i was going to be able to do that um, it wasn't like it happened overnight, right? I had two sons, uh, a family, and worked a job uh, for many years, was a mother. That was my priority. My priority was being a mom. I worked, uh, being able to provide and to kind of build a life, knowing in the back of my mind that in my heart, I knew somehow, some way I would give back. I was always uh, kind of a grassroots, you know, activist in my community and, um, and worked at, on different levels that way. And when this opportunity came to me and I was asked to run for this position, I had to do a lot of soul searching and had to talk with my family because I knew that part of that process, I would have to share my story like I'm sharing with you. Well, that's extremely personal and hard story to share. It's kind of like peeling back your layers and and exposing yourself to people you don't even know and never even met. So when I thought about that, I thought, if I'm not willing to expose myself like that and share my story, that's kind of hypocritical because how am I going to make a difference? How am I going to make a difference in even one person's life that's in the situation that I was in? So I decided I would share that story. I would share my story. It never gets easy. Right now, this isn't easy to share with all of you, but knowing in the back of my mind that I'm giving hope to another person out there that might be listening today to say, you know what? I can do this one step at a time. If Representative Duran can find a path forward, I can too. And that's really all this is about, is that hope. That's what our other guests, you know, they've in their industries, they're they're highly highly successful, visible people. Um, they've been known about for ten years or more, 
and they've come on here and they're telling their own story where sometimes you know they went from you know what we would say is having everything to having to determine what light do I keep on or you know am I giving back to my family or my relationships the way I should have and those are the things that aren't talked about in the mainstream social media media in general we we just see we want to see the success we want to see the cars we want to see the homes but for people out there they're they're wanting something real they're wanting something Mm -hmm. tangible and that's that's the empowerment that, that that we talk about is and just want to hear the stories about is how do people find that how do you make that decision to do it and then what do you do once you do achieve that and and those same people all say well well, you know at one point I was sitting out there not knowing what I was going to do I didn't have any hope I didn't have any friends I didn't have any mentors and I'm going through this difficult this difficult time period and I think that's that's what people want probably I'm sure you hear it all Mm -hmm. the time when you're talking with people and you know you went through something what was it 30 35 years ago Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's very similar now as it was then where it's still something people may not want to talk about or definitely don't want public knowledge but that's the empowerment where you're empowering other people yeah absolutely I mean a lot has changed in that 35 year span right there was such a heavy stigma if you were in a relationship and you were you know what they used to call a battered wife um you you didn't talk about it you didn't share that with anybody because of that stigma now we've come a long way but we still have a long way to go and you know to get from point a to over here to point b a lot happens in between that path and that journey and it isn't easy i mean i'm i i'm here where i am today so grateful and appreciative that i can share my story and i can advocate for for legislature legislation that's going to change the lives of um you know domestic violence victims and and that but there was a whole journey i had to go through but in that journey i kept that hope i kept that hope with me i had a support system i talked about it and that's the most important thing whether it was then or now you have to be willing to share your story with somebody if your hope is to get out of the situation you're in and you need to know that you deserve better then you have to talk to someone find somebody you trust and share your story with them whether that is a neighbor a good friend somebody that you feel confident that will keep your story because once you share it with one person you'll share it with another person and once you share it with another person you find that you're not alone and there's resources to help you that's where you gain that strength and that's what I did it one step at a time and that's where I got the strength and, and, and the hope to realize that there is a whole better world out there for me and my son, an opportunity. It's really, when you think of being in, in a moment or a, a process is one, you know, we would all prefer things are quick. <laughs> yes, and we they, do. <laughs> and that they happen fast, but they don't. And being able to share that and bounce those ideas off of other people and to know that you're not alone in that it Mm -hmm. makes it makes the battle easier and you know some of these things I think back to you know that idea I had and 
it wasn't quick. It wasn't easy. There were a lot of hard times. There were a lot of decisions where it's like, you know, am I going to keep my cell phone on? Am I going to pay my electricity? What am I going to do for food? Hey, how am I going to, you know, put fuel in my vehicle? Um, why isn't this going as quick as I thought it would? Um, do I not deserve it? Am I not good enough for it? Am I, you know, mm-hmm. did I overestimate my abilities? Mm-hmm. And you trudge through it year after year after year. And I don't, I still don't have this answer, but I hope to find it through doing podcasts <laughs> is when does it turn? And is it just, is it just persistence? Is it just, is it fate? Is it destiny? Is it luck? I tend to think it's persistence and you know, the, the journeys are different. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes five years. Sometimes it takes 20. Sometimes it takes 50 years, yeah. but through that persistence and just a support network, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, listening to this podcast or, you know, some people may not feel comfortable talking about their struggles, you know, on something very public like this. It may be something, it's a friend. It might be, you know, your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad is just being able to voice it. It's like a weight off your shoulders to say, you know, I'm, this is really hard right now. I'm not sure I can do this. I'm not sure I'm going to be successful. I'm not sure I can leave this situation. And just being able to have that input, I think is extremely critical, no matter what issue we're talking about to have that and to find it. Yeah, that's so true. I think it's persistence and it's passion and it's desire. But like you said, um, if you find someone you can talk to and, sh- and share your story, I mean, what I went through and the tools that I use can be applied to anything in life, whatever it is, whether it's a new business you're starting, whether it's a relationship, whatever that journey might be, the tools that I've used, the tools you've used and other uh, people you've talked to are the same right um and it when you do talk to somebody you kind of see things through a different lens too and 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 that helps that makes a difference but i think what's really important to to know is that if you have that passion and that desire and that persistence yes you're going to have struggles yes i worried about how to put food on the table i worried about how to pay my bills i remember digging through the seats of, of my car just trying to find coins to be able to buy formula or diapers. Um, it, like I said, those things impact you and you remember and they keep you going and they keep you working hard and reaching, right? Reaching for what your goal is. I'm sure when you look back at those moments and then you think, wow, I've got to stand up in front of 300 people and give a speech, this is way easier than what I did before. <laughs> I don't know if it's way easier. <laughs> Like I said, it's kind of hard to, you know, pull back those layers in front of uh, 300 people that don't know you personally. But the bigger picture there is, you're right. I've been with my journey to hell and back. So talking about this now is kind of like, it's a positive thing. It's a positive thing because out of something so negative, so bad, comes out something so good and that is the ability to be able to share to be able to make a difference to be able to help the ability to be able to make that little bit of difference well it doesn't happen by accident no and and if we sit back and and wait for something to happen we can sit there forever i've i've heard from a lot of people and experienced it myself that you have to you have to try you have to get it and there will Mm -hmm. be help along the way whether it's you know, through support or inspiration or listening to podcasts or reading a book or 
an article or something like that, you'll be able to pull that inspiration, but ultimately you have to seize it Mm -hmm. and you have to will yourself to get from point A to point B and understand that it might not be quick. It might not be easy. might be things that make that humble you throughout that process. That's true. I mean, you can't let fear stop you, right? Fear of failure, fear of, of what might be said, fear of, there's fear of all sorts of things. But if you never take that chance, you never do, then what? I would rather take the chance and have taken the chance and got out of the situation and done so many things, even what I'm doing now. Making that decision to say, yes, it's not easy to run for office. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done. It's very humbling in a different way. But had I not taken that chance, I would have regretted it. I'd rather take the chance and maybe not I don't, I don't want to say succeed because to me there's many ways to succeed. Even if the ultimate goal is to, is to win a race, you don't quite make it there, you still succeeded because you did something that a lot of people won't do or will think of doing or get the, you know, or, or have the ability to do it. So yes, you're right. It's, it's still hard. There's a lot of fear and a lot of doubt, but I would rather take that risk and know that I tried. And you know what? If I don't succeed, I'm going to try again because it's just part of, you know, who I am and, and, and what I've gone through that makes me realize that if there's any anything that you want to do, any change you want to make, you just have to go for it. That reminded me of you know, my sports hero growing up, and he still is, but Michael Jordan. And this spring they had uh, this documentary on him. I think it was on ESPN. So I was glued to it the whole time. But growing up, I remember, you know, him hitting the big shot or winning the dunk contest or hitting the game-winning shot against the Jazz in the 98 finals. And there's some ad that Nike had at that time, and it was how many game-winning shots he hit and the thousands of game-winning shots he missed. And we, we remember the big shots. Mm-hmm. I remember the ones against the Cavaliers, the one against the Jazz, the one against all these teams that he would do. But there were hundreds, if not thousands, of missed ones and that people that achieve that that level of success in any industry at any level they learn to not fear the failure because you're going to fail but you learn so much through the failures I would say even more so than victories in some ways and when you were just saying that it reminded me of you know my sports idol and and you know in society and especially in the media it's something that's driven well if you don't you don't achieve this or you don't have this or you don't have this latest and greatest vehicle or this particular thing you're not successful and those are just simply those are just simply things Mm -hmm. you know a lot of I think I go back to sports these guys that you know have made hundreds of millions of dollars if not become billionaires at what they do they remember the championships not for the ring that they have but that whole process and the people that they did it with and it's the same is true in business same is true in the story that you're talking about and in so many different facets so it was uh really insightful and a very a very powerful message and I know a lot of people out there listening regardless of the situation that they're in are going to identify with elements of your story and the way that you got through it and ultimately turned it into you know, something that was horrible into something that is helping other people and that's the ultimate success that's the ultimate empowerment or the power that drives the individual and the people. So 
we appreciate your time today sharing that story with us and our audience and you know being able to you know inspire us and help us you know look inside of ourselves and conquer it as you know whatever it is that we're looking to conquer well thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to share and to let everyone out there know that you know the journey is is extremely important uh, the process is but also if I could leave one one message is share your story share your story with someone that's the first step in remembering and realizing that you are not alone and um, you know like I said thank you so much for the opportunity to be here today to share my story and get my voice out there and um, I thank you so much